go ahead and pass it off to Mr. Mike Levantovich. All right, Lauren, thank you for getting us kicked off. Thank you to Sherry for getting us kicked off. Oh, my gosh, a lot of good stuff going on. It's kind of amazing. There's a little bit, uh, a lot been going on last week. I know certain people on vacation doing fall breaks or at the beach. We had people at the West Coast Instant Thunder, the latter part of the, the early part of this week. We had uh, people up in Vegas with Andy. So, so to the fact that we wrote 120-some applications as a team despite all of the distractions is actually pretty strong, and I'm excited because I think as we're seeing people get back into normal working mode, uh, we're going to jump up, and we're closing in on a record week with everything that's going on. So I'm fired up about stuff I'm hearing and stuff I'm seeing. Um, some other shouts out, it maybe didn't show up on, on the leaderboard per se, but I know Chris Kanan has written five annuity applications in a single premium application in the last two weeks. So a big kudos and shout-out to her. Um, there's just a lot going on. It's, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing how when people just get focused and, uh, you know, it's like listening to paycheck and hearing, you know, Joseph Dukes talk about his paycheck and I'm on fire while hearing Sherry talk about it, certainly. Um, but I think one of the people, one of the things I'll let people know here is like, Hey, how come they didn't shout out my paycheck? Well, if you've had a good paycheck, please announce it uh, to Sherry O'Brien on Friday mornings, she puts the list together. We don't have the ability to look at your bank account, right, and you get paid by anywhere from 1 to 16 different carriers throughout the week. So we don't have an easy way to look at it. But if you can simply log into your bank account on Friday morning and total up your deposits from the different carriers and total it up and send it to Sherry, then we can include your paychecks for the week. We love sharing. We think it's motivating and uh, just, we think it's good news to share, and we like to brag on you. So, Joseph Dukes, Junior Korea, thank you for sharing your numbers, and uh, just excited about that. Now, in terms of submitted business, we get to see your submitted business based on what goes through the NAA system. So, as you submit business, we get the reports from what's submitted Friday through Thursday, and that's the report that Sherry and Lauren look at and read off of for submitted business uh, when you hear them give those totals. Um, as Lauren was just doing. So nice job to everybody. A lot of good things happening. Okay. We started a theme last week ago. As we heard Andy talking about the need for us to focus on the four basics of the in-home sales process. What are the four basics, the four things we need everybody to know to do? And so we had one of my good friends, Mark Hutchison, who's just become a stud on the selling side of the last two years. And this is a guy who's like, a full-time college basketball rep in the basketball season from really, you know, October through March. Um, that's his, that's been his passion, but he's just recently stepped away from that to be full, full-time here. Um, and Andy was talking about him a little bit on the activity call, but we had Mark sharing kind of his, how he's developed in all four of those basics and some of the things he does. So what we thought we'd do is last week we kind of created an introduction to all four Today we're doing a deep dive into the first base. So if you're tuning in, this is your first call with us. Hey, we welcome you. And here's what those four basics are. Basic number one is we say pick up the check and or pick up the phone. We'll explain that in a little bit. But that's the first basic, making sure we lock in the deal and getting help through the process and not relying on just yourself while you're there with a client. Our second basic is we say fill out the green sheet, find the money, 
it's there. There's a huge opportunity there. Our third basic is referrals, the ERS system, the prescription drug card, whatever tools you're choosing to tie into that's helping you broaden your client base through referrals along the way simply by asking and remembering to do that. And our fourth reminder is recruiting across the table or recruiting anywhere because we find some great agents that have come through our clients along the way. So, guys, those are the four basics. And what we're going to do is you're going to hear us drilling down. The person we've got on our call today, Michelle Allman, is a friend of mine and Noel's. Her husband, Mike Allman, he's just a stud. The way the two of them work together is unbelievable. And I can remember really getting to meet them. I think the first time I met them, we were at the Atlantis Resort. Uh, is really where I got to know them several years ago. Mike was still working as a teacher, or not a teacher, as the IT, uh, head of IT for University of Houston. Michelle had been selling primarily, and uh, I just remember them starting to get serious after that. And watching Noel, I mean, watching Michelle come up as one of the top selling agents in the country and watching her just be consistently good. And I've watched her skills and her talents and her book of businesses grow, and she's become one of the better teachers of what we do. And then to watch how her and Mike have built an agency has been unbelievable to watch it blossom and see what they're doing. She and I were chatting last night, um, and uh, she was just sharing with me a little bit some of the growth. And so some of the things that she shared with me is that they're on track income-wise this year they're definitely going to clear 500,000. Really the question is, you know, is it going to be 500? Is it going to be 550, 575, or 625? And wouldn't that be cool to be sitting there here in October wondering, man, I don't know if my income is like, you're you're off by your income by $100,000 potentially. I'm just like, isn't that a cool place to be at? We're like, yeah, I'd be somewhere between 525 and 625. It's like, I don't know yet. We'll see where it falls. To me, that's exciting. Um, so just to be in that spot and to have someone who's really developed their skills in their business, and I know the way she's done it is because of her execution of the basics. So I thought I'd bring her up and introduce her. Michelle, do we have you on the line and have you opened up? Do we have Michelle's line open? Hey, Mike, can you hear me? There we go. Yes, 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 I hear you. Fantastic. All right. Yay! Afternoon. I'm so fired up to be here. Hey, I'm fired up to have you, girl. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You know, I appreciate you being on the, uh, inviting me on the call, man. I'm about to blow up here. I'm so excited. Hey, I, I, I appreciate you taking the time. And I think it's important that people understand that Michelle and Mike are not part of my or Noel's team. They're not part of the Tri-State 11 Tovich team. They're part of the Alliance. But Michelle's here today volunteering to give back and serve and share information. We've not offered to pay her to be here. She's just here because she's part of the team. This is part of what we do. So, again, I appreciate her just volunteering some time to be here, and that means a lot to us. Um, but, Michelle, I'd love to just, you know, get in a little bit and, and talk a little bit about your background before you found the Alliance, a little bit, just a teeny bit about your family, and uh, you take us back to kind of when you first got started. Absolutely, and thank you again, Mike. Uh, you know, guys, you don't have any idea. If you're brand, brand new, I just want to tell you, 
that you're on such a special team because as I've grown through the years, the last 11 years, knowing Mike and Noel, um, they've helped me so much along the way. So I just, you know, in our last, I think, uh, real fun time we had together was, was one of the trips. And I think it was in Greece, or in, in um, not in Greece, it was in uh, Spain when we were at the top of the W together, hanging out at the nightclub, talking about how, they're, how they were growing. And so you helped me so much along the way. I'm always very willing and ready to help. So, But a little bit about me. Mike and I started in the business in 2007, August of 2007. And before that, um, my degree was accounting. My, I have four grown kids, but at the time they were all teenagers. So my, my household was a little bit crazy. And at the time, I was uh, really, you know, between doing accounting work and having a couple of my own businesses before I found the Alliance, I was um, really just taking care of my kids and working part-time, okay? I really, that's what I was really doing. And I was looking and searching for something, something that could help our family income. My husband made over six figures. We didn't live a bad life, okay, but he was extremely unhappy with what he was doing, with where he was in his job. And although, you know, it may seem on the out, outskirts that things are going great in your life, uh, people making a good salary, making a good living, all the benefits, all that stuff, but, um, it, you know, there, there was this other part that people didn't know about that was, he was stressed out. He was depressed. He couldn't go to work. Most uh, sometimes it would be a week, just in the bed. And and so I knew I had to find something. And it was from that that a friend of mine introduced me to the Alliance. And we drove to Dallas for a meeting. At the time, there was no meetings in Houston. I live in Houston, Texas, and. The very next day, I was on board. I came home with leads. I started dialing. And uh, I'll ha I like for everyone to know, especially if you're brand new, my first four appointments, I did not make a sale. And I got thrown out of the, one of the very first appointments I went into. And, but beyond that, my first real big month, my first month in the business, I made over $8,200 in my bank account. And when that happened, my husband got really excited. Mike got really excited. And we were just off and running. And I'm not going to say that there weren't a lot of struggles along the way. There was tons of failures along the way. But we always saw the bigger vision, the bigger vision that people like Mike and Noel bring up, the people that Andy Albright brings together with the alliance. Because we're just really, we're just one team. We're one team that lifts each other up and helps each other and loves on each other. And that's why we're doing so well. That's why we have so much success. Um, and I'm just thrilled to be here. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit about, you know, Mike was running the IT department at the University of Houston. He was running, uh, he had a great job, you know, and he was able to leave that job three short years after I started in the business. And we were able to put our four kids through um, public universities like Texas Tech and, you know, places that are not cheap, you know, you're talking about $30,000 a year per child. So it's, it's, um, 
this is what the Alliance has done for us. We've been on so many all-expense paid trips with Mike and Noel, um, probably 15 or 20 uh, between manager trips and, and then incentive trips. So it's been a life-changing thing for me. And I'm just fired up about all the people that we're going to help change their lives. Um, and what we get to do in this whole process of making money and making a difference. So, That's yeah, awesome. fired up, and, Mike. So, because so you started mentioning your first month or month and a half as you got started, even in early appointments, you know, I don't know if we have four basics defined like we do now where we talk about, you know, picking up a check or picking up the phone. But I'm curious, as you got started, how, you know, then you might have made a lot of mistakes or maybe you adopted, you know, these, these principles early on. But I'm curious because when we talk about pick up the check or pick up the phone, I think the first – and we really say or, but really it's an and because for me it, it seems that when you're a new agent, you just need to know. And just, even I still – I had to call for an appointment last week because I needed some help. Um, but as a new agent, there's so much to learn. You need to understand there's stuff that you're not going to know that we can't have trained you on everything – for every situation, which is why we say pick up the phone on an appointment before you even present a product, and then definitely on the back end before you're closing. But, but Michelle, were you adopting these principles? Were you using them at the very, very beginning when you said you went 0 for 4, or, or were you using them and you still messed up, or was that part of the reason why you were messing up? Well, that was part of the reason why we were messing up. We weren't even training to do that 11 years ago, you know. And so it was, it, was, it was a point that now I think agents have so much more opportunity now because you have a Mike Levintovich on the other end of the line that you can call. You have a Noel. You have a Joe Dukes. You have a Jerry Gonzalez. You have a Junior Korea and all these fabulous people. And, you know, I mean, I got to hang out with Jera and Joe Dukes this week um, in, in Vegas, and I had, I had a blast. We had a blast. So just shout out to you guys because y'all are awesome. But, yeah, cool. I, mean, I, didn't use, I didn't use that. But we now have that, and I just tell no matter what happens in that appointment, no matter what happens, no matter if you don't think you can do it because they give you some excuse, um, you still need to call me. Because there's a lot of things that we can get over, but I just can't train you on all of it. If I did, you would not know. You would be confused when you walked in the home. Yeah, you wouldn't. You couldn't remember everything until you start to use some of the first tools to cement in. So you're right on that. So that I think people say, well, I I need to be trained for everything. You forget everything if we try to train you if you didn't have an opportunity to I, use it. So that's a big thing. I only want them to train on one product, maybe two. That is it. And I just really want my agents to focus on building a relationship with that client, being comfortable, and being able to listen to them. If you're so worried about what product or what you've got to do, you won't be able to listen to your client. And and listening to your client, your body language is going to be 80% of the sale. And if you're not comfortable with what you're wearing and how you're looking and what you're supposed to do, then you're not going to make the sale. But if you pick up the phone and you can let Michelle all of it, I love it when my agents just follow it, follow it like clockwork, and they pick, they call me, 
and I just tell them to put me on speakerphone, and I just go through the closing, and I make I close it all up for them, and I tell them what to do. Now go ahead and take the application out and start it, and then you call me if you have any questions, and and that's yeah. how it goes, and that's just a okay. cool thing. <laughs> so so let's so we're trying to hit on this, and in fact, let's start even at the beginning, Michelle, and let's come back to us at the beginning, the beginning of the process. So so you're good. Okay at this point, at several parts to the appointment. Let's even break down what you're doing because we, we want to kind of hit around the title of what, what this first basic is, and that's kind of the big reminder in there. But really, we want to make sure we're covering what are the key tenants of the appointment. And we could okay. spend more time on appointment setting because if you don't have appointment set, Michelle, what good is talking about the appointment? Exactly, exactly. So, so I'll go. You know, we're not going to – Go ahead. I, what I don't want to do is spend a lot of time on appointment setting right now as much as to say that's important. So this call, we're assuming you've done some work to book some appointments and understanding how sure. critical that is. But, Michelle, let's jump into, so now a person's got their appointment set. What are the key things that either you're reminding them to do before they even go on the appointment, any special preparation that you do or that you remind people to do, even the basics is, you know, making sure you have all the applications printed out. So great, yes. So here we go. So before the call, before the appointment is happening, 24 hours before the appointment is happening, I'm expecting my agent to call me and do an appointment preparation with me. That means they're going to tell me everything they know about that lead, the age, the height, the weight, what type of lead it is, how much is the mortgage, and then I'm going to give them three options as far as product and product companies go so that they know which direction they're going in. But, they're, but also they're going to have everything in their car, and they're going to have everything that they think they're going to need. Actually, I keep everything with me in my bag. Occasionally I have to go out to the car and get something, but mostly it's in the bag and it's ready at my fingertips. So before you go on the appointment, you need to prepare. You need to make sure you've got all your applications and um, your ATM is done and that you've practiced your ATM at least 100 times, that you're not going to be looking at it when you're talking about the ATM, that you're going to be looking at your client. They might be looking at the ATM, but probably they're going to look at you because when you're looking at them and you know what you're talking about, they're going to be looking at you. Michelle, hey, Michelle, and I was okay. talking about the applications because some people say, well, my gosh, I've got to, do I need to print out all the applications? And, and I tell people, you don't have to do anything, but what if, what if you're like, have you, in fact, I should ask you, Michelle, have you ever had a plumber come into your house because you need something fixed? Yes. Have you, and did he drive his plumber van equipped with tools and parts? Or did he just drive his bicycle over? No, he he has everything in his van. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, he, and that's what we need. That's what we plumber. need to do. So can you imagine a plumber coming over and saying, "Well, we're going to have to stake your drain." You're like, "Okay, we'll go get the snake." He's like, "Yeah, um, I don't have the snake to snake the drain with me." What are you thinking if you're the client at that point? unprofessional the guy doesn't have his stuff what he needs you know that's right yeah and if you need your drain steak are you going to wait for him to come back you're going to get you another one (laughs) 
Right. So, all right. I mean, so it's, I think it's some easy have to have everything in your car. Yeah. Say um, that, I say that again. People, I, I was going to say, some people, sometimes they question, like, should I, why do I need to have one or two of three of every application in my, you know, in a milk crate? And, and I just, some people, they seem to, do you, I mean, have you ever. Here's, what I, here's what I say to my agent. Is your time that cheap? That you have time to go back over there another time? Or are you worth more money? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I'm worth a lot more money than that. I've got plenty of applications in my car. I'm not going to go back. Why would I go back? That's the most – I mean, it's just really – it irritates me. I'm sorry, it irritates me if agents don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And you would never get caught with that. I know what you're saying there about not being caught with that yourself. So I'm with you. So I think that's the key basic on just being prepared. Okay. Um, so now let's get into you're in the home. What's the, what's the thing that you're reminding yourself to do that you're making sure you don't mess up when you first get in the home, Michelle? So, so first of all, before you even go in the home, you've got to get your mind right that you're in that that you're going in that home to help that family today that they have asked for help and you're going to help them so you have to assume the sale before you even walk in it doesn't matter what the house looks like whether it's a trailer whether there's a bunch of junk in the yard whether you think they don't have the money whatever your judgments are you got to put them behind you and go you know what this person needs help and you have to think of yourself as a public – here's what I do. And, and I'm talking to myself as I talk to everyone else. Please know that I'm not perfect. I still make a lot of mistakes every single day. And I still miss paperwork, everything. I do everything wrong just like you guys. But I always i am just trying to get better. But what I do is I say, you know what, I'm a public servant. I am a public servant, and I'm going in here to help this family. That's what I think about when I go in. Um, so mentally, but do you want me to talk about kind of um, things like how to dress, where to park, what to bring in, all that kind of stuff? Um, you know what? I think I think let's I could, let's fast forward through. So, well, go ahead. Tell me what you how do you dress and what do you bring in? Let's just start there. How do you dress and what do you okay. bring in? So I dress very comfortably. I'm not going to be looking trashy or wear anything with holes in it. I'm going to, not going to wear, usually don't even wear jeans. But a lot of people wear jeans or just comfortable pants. You might wear a polo. You might wear a shirt from the Alliance. You might wear, uh, I try to stick with um, solids, really, and lighter colors because lighter colors, people will trust you more with lighter colors. It's just more casual and comfortable, but you need to look sharp, and you need to be very presentable. You need to make sure you have your Tic Tacs. You need to make sure your hair is not all a mess. You know, you need to look professional, but you don't want to overdress your client. You want to be their friend, and you want to be comfortable when you're there. So when you're comfortable, you can do a better job helping them. So that's kind of where, what, how I dress. Um, I'll wear comfortable shoes closed toes usually, sometimes sandals if it's in the, if it's in the summer. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in Houston, it gets so hot, we wear long shorts that are really professional looking, you know. So we, okay. Whoops. Sometimes, no, you're good. Hold on. You're good. Sorry, I'm in the car. So it just, okay. So sometimes you 
yeah, sometimes you'll wear um, long shorts that are real professional, you know, nice looking. And you just want to be, you just want to be sharp, but you don't want to overdress or wear a tie or anything like that. Okay. All right. So now you're walking in. You got your mindset on. You're there to serve them. You're there to help them. Um. So, what? What are some of the things? What's the first thing you're doing? Is you're, you know, as you're walking in. Now you got your mind right. You're dressed right. What's the next big thing for you, Michelle? So before I walk in, when I get out the out of my car, I'm gonna wave and smile really big at that window, at that house, because you never know who's looking out the window at you as you get out, and they might be planning to not answer the door. And guess what you just did? Now they know that you saw them because you waved, and now they can't no-show you because they're there and they saw that you waved at them and smiled. And so that helps me get my mind right, too. Um, I'm not going to park in the driveway. I'm going to park on the street because if you park in the driveway and someone needs to leave in the middle of your presentation, now you've messed up your flow. Now you've messed up your presentation. Um, you never want to walk out of the house at all once you start your presentation. It could mess up your mojo, your rhythm, your flow. The, the husband and wife can talk and decide they don't want it, and by the time you get back, you've lost the deal. So that's what I do. Okay. Um, what I bring in is a bag, and then on my hand, I have a bag with my with my ATM and applications in there. And I also, what I have in my hand is the lead sheet on top, my green sheet next, my ERS sheet next, and any kind of leave-behind material or uh, applications that I plan to write, they're underneath there. In my, All of that is in my hand. Um, when I go in to a home. Okay. So now you're walking in. What's the things that you're thinking and or saying to the family? And as you're trying to figure out where you're going to sit down, what's the stuff that's happening there? So very, very critical. You know, when you when they open that door, it's the shake of the hand. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm here for our appointment and you just walk right on in. You don't wait for them. You're just moving on. It's just like a, it's like a one process thing. And then what you're going to say, what I usually say is, um, is the table okay with you? It's, it really works best for me. And I'm looking for the table right when I walk in the house. They're always going to point you to the living room 99% of the time. If you understand that as a brand-new agent, you'll know how to handle it. So just just go ahead and ask them and let them know and start walking that direction. It doesn't matter if there's a bunch of junk on the table. A lot of times there is a bunch of junk on the table. And here's what I say. I say, no problem. I just take a little bit of space. I'll help you move it. Um, and that you've got to get at the table. And then what I'm going to do, I'm left-handed. So I'm always going to move, tell them where I'm sitting. I'm going to sit here, and why don't you sit right here? And that allows me to make sure they don't sit on my left side because I'll be writing on my left side and I want to elbow them. And so it might be opposite for you if you're right-handed. I always like to sit on the left-hand side. Make sense, Mike? Yeah, it does. 
So I think he's just thinking that through. Okay, so getting to the table. And, and some people, even to piggyback on that, you know, I've had people say, um, or I learned somewhere, it might have been you I heard say this before, Michelle, it's just like, it's like kind of like you said, is, you, are you okay with it? Because I'll even say or was taught, is, I think this will go a lot faster if I can work at a table and we can get y'all done, I can be out of here sooner. You know, so you, Ooh, you talk yeah. to Wyatt and their interest. So that's, that's a big thing that I, I know I heard it. It might have been you or someone else, uh, Bill Cook, somewhere. But how do you get them to want to find that table if they're acting hesitant? So now that you're on the table, you're at the table, Michelle, what's the next most important thing on the in-home for you? What's, what's your next big thing in okay. the process now getting everybody there? Okay, so, and one other thing, when you're having them sit down, what I'm usually doing, I'm going to have, because I'm a female, I'm going to have the female, the wife, sit next to me. So I'm going to invite her to sit next to me, and then the, uh, the gentleman will sit next to her. So he's on the other side of her. You never want the opposite sex to sit right next to you. It can be uh, not, not cool. So always do it that way. And then once I sit down, I'm just going to be really, you're going to be warming up with your client. You're going to be developing a relationship. You're going to be complimenting them. And it's got to be genuine. Don't be fake in whatever you do in the home. Be totally transparent with people. And when you're transparent with people, they get it. They get it right away. They feel it. It's a feeling. And I, I People tell me that all the time. That's why I know. They like, they're like, I feel you, Michelle. I know you're good. I know you know what you're doing because I'm comfortable in the home, and I just try to make them comfortable. So asking them a few key things, maybe it's, it's, maybe it's some picture that you saw when you walked in with their family in it. Um, a lot of times I might ask them, you know, how long have you guys lived here? You know, when did you all move in? If it's a brand-new home or or maybe it's just a final expense mortgage and they've lived there for 20 years. Whatever it is, I'm going to get them, I'm going to ask them a couple of questions, getting them talking about themselves, getting them talking about themselves so that I can get to know them better um, and complimenting them. Everyone loves to be complimented. Everyone feels better when they're complimented. So that's, Michelle, so there's really, Michelle, go ahead. are you doing this with the ATM out already or is this before you even pull out the ATM? This is before I even pull out the ATM. I'm doing, and I think a warm-up should be seven minutes or as long as it takes for you. And so I tell people, if you don't do a warm-up properly and you just jump in, you, you have just reduced your chances of making a sale by 80%. I firmly believe that. Um, okay. Because if they don't like now, you, they won't buy from you. And if they don't know you, they can't like you. They can only know you when you get to know them. Yeah, that's big stuff. Okay, so making sure you slow down on that to hit that. Okay, so now you've gotten the warm-up. You're setting up your ATM. Now, talk to me about, like, is there anything special you do as you make the transition from your warm-up to setting up the ATM? So... The transition to that is while we're talking, I've already given them my business card. I give them my business card way up front, right when we sit down at the table. Um, and I think that's critical, too. You let them know who you are. Because a lot of people won't remember your name. 
even though you may have said it two or three times, they have it in writing. Now they can remember. They can look at it. But you're going to um, pull out that ATM, and it's a transition. And I think all of the whole in-home presentation is all it is is a series of transitions. And you're transitioning into the data gathering presentation part of your in-home. And so, you know, what I do is it's always a transition statement, something like, you know, um, you know what, guys, I do all types of, what I do is all types of life coverage, but really today I'm here for the X, Y, Z, whatever it is for you. If it's the mortgage protection lead or the marriage lead or final expense lead, um, I'm going to cater that to whatever they're, they're there for. And, uh, you know, I might say something like, when, not, when you did call in, you know, what were you thinking about? And I'll just let them tell me a little bit more about what they were, you know, reason they called it in or, or uh, you know, filled out the form. Okay. So then as you get into that, um, you're kind of getting – to know them, a little bit about their pain, um, and then talk to me about as you kind of, they start to tell you a little bit about the, you know, what their concern was, um, when do you bring out the green sheet, or when do you start, when do you get to that? So I'm, at, at that point, I'm going through the ATM book until I get to the page that goes over about them, you know, and I have the green sheet right underneath the lead sheet. So it's already just sitting on the table. And then I let them know, listen, uh, my next step is what we're going to do is we're going to find out a little bit more about you, and then I'm going to go through some options that are going to be a best fit based on what I know. And then my job today is really just to help you apply. Don't take any money. It's only when a policy gets approved it would draft your first month premium. So I'll let them know what I'm going to do before I do it, and then I do it, and then I'll let them know again when I do it. Does that make sense? So I'm preparing yeah, people saying, for what I'm going to do. Yeah. So this way they kind of can see the process coming, and so it's not like a surprise. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like you're totally assumptive. You're not asking them permission is what I hear. You're not saying, oh, would it be okay if we take an application? Or No, 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 no. Do you ever say anything like, well, no. I just want to show you what we got? No, those are terrible, very weak words. You're not there to do that. You're a field underwriter for the state, and my simple job today is to help. Um, we're going to go through a little bit more about you so I can see which plan would be a best fit. I'm not letting them choose the plan either. I'm the doctor. I am recommending what is going to be a best fit. They don't get to choose from all these companies. You know, so you're the director in this in-home presentation. You are the conductor. You're the leader. You're the director. You're in total control. So that's my job today. That's what we're going to do. And then I and then I turn the sheet and go. And then it, on the page that they can see clearly, it has all those questions. So they can see what I'm going to ask them before I ask them. So you know, a lot of agents. Um, and I've got to tell you, the first time I asked people how much they made, I was nervous, okay? So I know that you're nervous. I know that it's not maybe something you're used to doing. So please practice before you go in a home because if you're nervous, guess what? The client knows you're nervous. The client knows you're scared to ask them how much money they make. 
And that's then, then it's just like a dog that knows that you're scared. They're going to bite you. Okay? It's the same thing in the home with a client. They can feel it. So it's a feeling more than anything. You've got to be confident. The only way you get confidence is to practice and fail and practice and fail. So, you know, I just ask them all those questions, and I go right on down the green sheet, Mike. That's what I do. And nobody ever asked me, why do you need to know that? They never asked me that. But the first time I did it, they did because I was scared. Yeah. I was terrible. And I learned really fast that it was me. I learned really fast that I could not wait for the leads to get better. I couldn't wait for the clients to get better because the leads were never going to get better and the clients were never going to be better. The only thing that was ever going to get better was me. And the only way I got better was to read books and to go on more appointments. What's the book that helped you get good? What's what's something that helped? What's a book? Um, okay, several books, but one of the one of the books that when I that I first got started was How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betcher. Another great book was The Aladdin Factor: Learning How to Ask Better Questions in Your Life. Another great book was uh, The Magic of Thinking Big, and it just helps you expand your mind. Those are three great books. Uh, but How to Build Confidence um, When Dealing with People is another great book. Well, Les Giblin, that's a classic, how to, how to Build Confidence or How to Have Confidence and Power in Dealing with People. Les Giblin, how? that's another good yes. one. Yes. 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 I love this one. Okay. All right. Now, I, I had a question that came through that said, hey, do we have like a tier sheet when you're asking your income? Are you asking their annual salary? Are you getting like their monthly income? What are you doing there, Michelle? Um, if it's it's kind of funny, kind of is a social security person, I'll just usually ask them what's your monthly because that's what they know. Um, if it's a salary person, they usually know their yearly salary. But either way, you can do it. a lot of times. Most people can do it in monthly easier. So depending on who I'm sitting in front of, I'll just say if it's a younger person, I'll usually say yearly. If okay. I say annual, a lot of people don't know what annual means. They'll say, do you mean yearly? And I'll say yes. So say yearly or say monthly. Okay. There you go. All right. And and, and do you have anybody balk at that when you ask? Since you said you used to like, you know, you used to you used to be fearful about it. Like, does anybody hesitate? So I remember one time many, many years ago when I – that it happened, and it was de- it was just it destroyed me. I was like crying for days, you know. I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. But it was it was me. It was totally me. I was just terrible, um, and it never happened again. It never happened again, Mike. Okay, all right, good, cool. Okay, so now you've gotten through the income. You've kind of figured out this their pain a little bit is there anything else you're asking to try to develop their pain or their need or as you're asking this is there anything else if something's not jumping out at the table as far as a beneficiary is there anything else you're thinking about at this point yeah so as we you know you know kind of you know as we're going through the presentation there is a page in there that talks about why and then I, that's when I dig into it a little bit more I said you know I know I'm here for the mortgage but tell me a little bit more about 
you know, why this is important to you. And then that usually brings out a story. Either my mom died or my sister died or my friend just died. You know, we just want to, um, or, you know, we just know we need this. Um, and we want to make sure that each other is protected. And then I'll restate it to them, you know, again. And then if I feel like, I mean, sometimes, you, you know, there's a feeling that they're just not getting it, you know, and you and you may have to say some keeps moving. Can you all hear me okay now? Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing you just fine. Okay. So um, there's times when you might have to say more things like, you know, I, how, how long have you guys have been married? You know, again, and you'll reiterate and you'll go through, how did you all meet? Oh, my God. And so you're trying to build the love. Up. So there's certain ways to do that. That's one way to do it. Another way to do it is I'll say this a lot of times, and if you, get, you have to say it in the right way, but you have to have the right relationship before you can start saying some of this stuff to people or they will take it wrong. So, and I'll say things like, you know, you know, you know, you know I mean, life insurance is really never about you, is it? It's only about the people that you love. And it it stops them and it makes them think, you know, God, she's right. You know, and I'll say things like, you know, I know that this was really important to you and that's why I'm here. I know that you you know how important this is for your family because life insurance is never about you. It's only about the people that you love. And it's really, for me and my family, it's really like sleep insurance. I go to bed at night knowing that if I don't wake up tomorrow, or if I get run over by a car today or a truck and I don't make it home, my family's really going to be okay. And you know what? That's a, that's a great feeling. And I help them try to uh, realize that that is a great feeling for them. And I'll say things like, you know, if I'm showing a price and maybe it's $300 or $350 a month, I'll say, man, that is great. You know what? That's less than the cost of your car note, isn't it? And they'll start laughing. You go, right. And I'll say, you know, I know your family is more important than your car, car isn't it? And they're like, yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's $100 a month, and, um, and they're looking at me funny, and, and I'm like, wow, I know it's less than the cost of, of your um, phone bill, isn't it? Wow, I know your, I know your family is more important than your phone, isn't it? And I'll smile every time. And that's powerful. You're having, you have to get them to put things in perspective. And sometimes I'm closing four and five times because they don't really understand how important it is. But until they understand that you care more about their family, they'll start caring more about their family. When they know you're there just to help them, and I'll stop and I'll say it. I say, look, guys, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm really here to help you. I'm here to find something that fits your budget. I know you understand how important this is for your family. And when, you, um, when you're there and you're sitting there and you're leaning back and you quiet your voice and you get really serious, um, it's all these nonverbal clues. Uh, you're not leaning over the table sweating going, I really need this sale, salivating, trying to make them convince them that they need insurance. That's not what your job is. Your job is just to help them realize 
for their own self how important it is for their family. Once they realize it, they'll get the insurance. And so those are some of the ways that I use to do that. And sometimes I'll even stop and I'll ask them. I'll say, you know, and I'll ask the wife. I'll say, you know, I know you know how important this is for you. This is $45 a month. Tell me something you spend money on every month that's frivolous. And then I shut up. And I'm very serious because I'm trying to help them. And, I, you know, I've had people tell me. And um, one lady, she said, entertainment. I said, what do you mean by entertainment? Do you mean eating out? She said, yes. I said, okay. I said, this is one meal for your family a month. Are you willing to sacrifice that? And she said, yes. And they signed the documents. You know, I had another lady, she said, shoes. And I said, well, how much money do you spend a month on shoes? And the husband piped up and said, $100 a month. I said, well, it's one, you know, it's your, you know, this is your shoes. Are you willing to sacrifice that? And they said, where do I sign? So just got to keep digging deeper when you get objections is the main thing and really helping them understand how important it is, helping them put it in perspective yeah. for their own life. Hey, that's some good stuff. Michelle, now, so we kind of jumped from, I think, from the why into the price and some of, some of your pre-closing and some building the why a little bit, kind of after you put numbers on the table. I want to pause there because before, so let's come back to, you know, as a newer agent and as you were developing your skills. So let's say you've got to the point where you've got, the green sheet filled out with all the answers to, you know, your financial picture. And then um, let's even talk a little bit about asking health questions and medications and stuff. What are some things to make sure that you, that you do to make sure you're getting the whole finance or whole health picture and that, you know, they're not forgetting to tell you that they had cancer six years ago or they forgot to tell you about the oxygen tank, even though they're trying to hide it under their shirt or whatever it might be, what's something that you try to do to make sure that they're telling you the whole truth health-wise so you can choose the best product that will be approved? So besides just plain out asking them, have you ever had heart attack, stroke, cancer, or diabetes? And have you, have you been hospitalized in the last 10 years? And what type of medications are you on oh, by the way, can you pull them out? I'll be glad to look at them all. Besides doing that, I will let them know, you know, what I'm doing is I'm trying to get you the best company based on your health because I can get some really good prices for you. But some of these companies, what they'll do is they're going to pull all your prescription records for the last 10 years. So if I know ahead of time, we can, we can help get you into the right plan. They look, I tell people they look at their prescription records, and I tell them that they look at their driving record and their criminal record, too. So I don't have anybody trying to hide the fact that they may have had a felony or something like that, or they just got out of jail. Okay. So, that so, I heard, so, that, so they check. Uh, so they just, I want to point that out. So they check for driving record, prescription check, MIB check, criminal record check. Driving record, criminal record, prescription check, MIB check. Four things to kind of, I heard you kind of mention that, hey, can you get looked at? So when you let them know they're going to see it all anyway, it's going to help them be more straight with you. So, that, so that's part of it. Okay. 
Now, right, and you don't want to scare them with that. So it's important because some people might get offended and they go, well, why do they need to do that? Well, here's why. I can get you a lot better pricing. If you want the pricing with no, none of that, it's a lot worse and you're going to have to wait two years before, you know, it will even cover you. So do you right. want the so better plan or do you want the worse plan? So being able to look you know? what's in it for me or what's in it for them. So, well, hey, y'all. To get some of the better pricing, that's why they send me here. Is I help check on all this, and, and but when they do those checks, there's no medical exam, but they do those simple checks, and that helps confirm the better pricing for you. And that's what I, that's why I'm here is to help navigate that, and help you get that better price. You don't want a pricing that the normal people have to get, or the people that, you know. So we're having, you just kind of that's what I'm hearing you say is you put them at ease as you're telling it to them, not to sound robotic and militant. As much as hey yeah this is you got to be easy going um, is what I'm is the way you deliver that so you yeah. set them into a yeah. like well we're gonna put you through a lie detector and they're gonna do this and this and if you don't tell me the truth you could die That's right not- right you got to be real careful how you deliver the message and then a lot of people will get worried that oh my God are you gonna do um, a credit check. A lot of people ask that question. No, ma'am, we do not do credit checks. They, you know, doesn't matter. So be sure to let them know that if they ask, because people will get offended. You know, and they'll get offended about the criminal check too, especially if they've had, you know, a background. So be careful about it. Did I lose you, Mike? No, no, I'm here. Uh, so, like what you were saying was that, hey, we might not, you may not have to specifically come out and say that, but if you're thinking something and there's some hesitation, um, you know, I think that's something that you just, how do we, we're trying to get the truth out, but in a way not offend them. So there's this balance that what I hear Michelle is trying to do. Keep their confidence, keep them feeling comfortable, but making sure we're getting the whole truth. And there's a balance there. All right, so Michelle. Yes. Now, as a newer agent, we now have the relationship established. We've got the bond and rapport. We've got them liking us. We've got their financial picture on the green sheet. We kind of know what's going on. We know their why and what's going on. Any policies we've looked at. We've got their health information, driving record and stuff. What's the next thing a new agent needs to do right at that point? So then to figure out what the best product is to use, how does the new agent take this information and know what's the best product to use? So pick up the phone, pick up the phone, call your upline and let them know. Here's some classic things that some of, I don't know if, if this happens in your organization, but when you're on the phone and you call your upline, Mike or Noel, um, you're going to say, hi, Mike, you know, this is Michelle. I'm sitting with Bob and Mary. You're not going to say I'm sitting with my elderly clients, <laughs> okay? I'm telling you all this because it's happened to me before. Okay, don't use people's names so that mm. it's personal, okay? Use their yeah. names. Don't call them elderly clients, okay? That's That's like... That's, wow, I'm elderly and I'm, I'm a, they're not even your client yet, first of all. So that's not even correct. It's rude. They're Bob oh, and Mary. 
Let, let me give you some, can I pile on? Here's some other dumb things not to say that I've heard. I'm sitting okay. here with a mortgage protection lead. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a potential client. Mike, I'm sitting, or, or they just say, hey, Mike, can you talk? Or, Mike, I have a question. I think when you or whoever you're calling, if you can announce that you're with a, a person and say their name, hey, if you simply say, hey. Mike, hey, I'm sitting here, Michelle, I'm sitting here with, with Steve and Sue. I'm sitting here with Stan and Marianne. Whatever their names are, if you can just be like, then we know that's like the common phrase to know that you're with a client. We know that's a client. Who else would you be sitting with? So right, or you can say I'm in an you can say I'm in an appointment with Bob and Mary, and um, I'm I'm going through everything, and I've I think I'm on the right track here, but I just want to double check with you. Now Bob is 35, and Mary is 38, and Bob is five foot eight and 180 pounds, and Mary's five foot four and 120, and their mortgage is 120 thousand. And um, they take XYZ medications. They were in the hospital three years ago for um, a knee surgery. And um, they're looking to cover their whole mortgage uh, with the mortgage protection. And I'm thinking about, uh, you know, going this direct. I have a direction in mind, but I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts, Michelle? There That's you go. what I expect so, my my agent to tell me. Every medication, everything that's going on. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And and I think and what can help is if you can start with the worst condition first. So like, because if they had a heart attack last night, it makes the options pretty simple. We don't need to know that they're taking blood pressure medication if they had heart surgery last week or cancer two days ago. So if you exactly. can get the worst thing out first, that makes it easy because we might not need to go to everything else. Some people think, well, they had cancer. It makes it difficult. No. If they had cancer, it's actually pretty easy. There's only a couple options if they had cancer in the last two years. If they had cancer 10 years ago, that's different. But the worst, most recent stuff will help you communicate better with the person that you're calling for coaching. That's that's big, Michelle. I love the fact that you've kind of got that order of expectation. And so then, Michelle, what do you so – so what do you do as you're listening? What are you thinking as you're listening to the person that's calling? What's, what do you do next as the person that's helping the person on the line? So um, generally, depending on the situation, if they can do the closing, I'm just going to give them the right product. And I'm going, But if they're brand, brand new – um, and I know they need help on the whole closing. I'm going to tell them to, you know, to put me on speakerphone, and I'm going to do the whole closing for them. And I'm going to so get the clients we, okay, and before I get off of the phone. But okay. that's how I do it. I'm not sure how you guys do it. So I think I think we're pretty similar. Now, do you like? Do you want somebody to put you on speakerphone without telling you when they first call? Or is that something you'll invite the agent to put the client on speakerphone if you feel it's needed? 
correct. I'm going to ask you to put me on. I never want you to have me on speakerphone um, when you no. call me. I want you to call me yeah. without speakerphone until I say, because there may be other things I'm asking you that I don't want the client to hear. Like I might say, hey, you know, hey, Susan, please t- tell me their name. Don't call them a client, you know. Don't call them elderly. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So, so I think so that's important. So, like, when you're calling for help, don't ambush the person you're calling and put them on speakerphone. You should never do that with anybody and just put them on speakerphone in front of a group and not tell them. That's just kind of, it's kind of rude, but it's okay if you didn't know that. We're not thinking you're rude. It's just, it's weird. So start by, you're, remember, you're the doctor, even if you're brand new, and we're going to treat you as a surgeon as if you're consulting with another surgeon. So we're trying to make you look good, but if there's some stuff where you need some help, then we're okay and we'll help pivot to speakerphone if needed. And I think that's important too. So, so big distinction, Michelle. So now, and, and here's the crazy thing. It's like we're just going over some such great stuff, um, and I just, I'm looking at it like, man, I wish we had another 20 minutes, but we don't. So here we're going to fast forward to a couple things. So, Michelle, you're helping them choose the product. You're making sure they have the correct application, and you're making sure they know how to price it is what it sounds like you're doing at that point. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And then I'm also going to help them choose the, the which one, and then I'm going to go over proper expectations of what we're doing next so that they're in full agreement of, you know, that we're going to, the next steps. The next steps is um, we're going to submit the application to the insurance company. It takes about a week to go through underwriting, and we're going to see if you get approved on this. And we're going to go with this $100 a month program, basically. You know, I'm just okay. going to confirm all that. And I'm gonna, okay. Is that what you're asking me, the transition well, well, okay, of how to go? Well, let's back up. I'm still, so I'm picturing you still being on the phone if an agent called you. So you're there, and, and so the new agent has called you. We're not on speakerphone or anything, but they called you and verified which product to write. And then you're making sure, okay, so if, I'm, so if you had called me, let me play this out. Um, so if, if you called me, Michelle, and you're the new agent, you're there with the client, and before I hang up, I'm making sure that you know what product to quote in which face amount. So if it's mortgage protection, I'm by saying, mm, yeah, let's look at 30 years for 100000 and 150000 and 200000 Or let's do this on him and do this on her, these two or three choices. And by the way, Michelle, do you have the application for the CFG term product? Well, no, well, do you have your e-app and do you have your laptop and, and you have Wi-Fi access? Yes. Okay, good. Do you have the rate, the premium calculator on your phone? Good. Okay, then let's go ahead with that one. So I think we'll try to double check and make sure you have all the resources before we get off the phone with you if you're the new agent. Or if you happen to be a veteran agent and you're coaching a new agent, these are the things we're trying to look out for a new agent. So I'm talking to two groups of people here, Michelle. So I'm, I'm assuming you're doing – you're kind of checking on that. So now – Let's get back into, Michelle, now you're in the home. It's you as a veteran agent. You now know what product and which options you're showing. 
What else is important to you as you're presenting the options to the client? So a couple of things that I'm going to do is I'm usually going to show three options, knowing that most of the time they're going to pick the middle option. When I show them the options, I'm going over the benefits of each program. I'm breaking it down into the monthly premium for each program. And then I'm, and then, you know, we're going to do a high, a middle, and a low. And we're going to give three options. And we're going to sit back and look at the body language. And we're going to watch them, and we're going to shut up for a minute and, and let them talk. And then the person who speaks first usually loses, right? So you've got to let your client speak up next. And you've got to look at their body language and see which one is going to be best fit for them. Okay. What do you do at that point? So and I, you're the one that's writing more business than me, so I'm just listening here. So you're certainly – you're the one that's what we're paying attention to is, is what are you doing? And so – and then now let's go back. So that's your message. So let's say now that you're the new agent and you hit a hiccup here and you're not – And I might – okay, so I might say which one of these best fits your budget or best fits your need, Susan? Okay. Okay. This is where, you know, if they're unsure, I'm going to recommend we go with the smaller program. I'm going to delve into why they're unsure which one they want. Um, am, I a- am I answering the question that you're asking? You're really trying to figure oh, out how to get through. Okay, so here's what I want to state that I heard you say. So if you yourself, you're going through and you're laying out options, you're asking which one they're leaning towards, which one they like the most, which one best fits their budget, and then from there moving to the application. Now, let's say that you're a new agent and you're going through this and you get a roadblock. You get a, we need to think about it. Oh, gosh, we can't make up our minds. Oh, my gosh, none of these look good. If a new agent is hearing that, what should the new agent be doing at that point? They're going to pick up the phone, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But now here's an, here's an objection I get. An agent says, well, I'm afraid, Michelle, that if I call you that you're just kind of beat the premium out of them and I already did everything to close the deal. What else could you do? <laughs> so say that again. <laughs> I'm afraid if I call you back, Michelle, you're just going to try to pressure them into buying and you're going to mm. just make them feel really awkward, and you aren't going to be able to do anything that I already know how to do. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's why I'm the top producer, yo. <laughs> you got to call me. <laughs> you got to trust me, man. You got to trust me. Um there may have been a lot of things that you did wrong in the beginning that I can't even save you from now. That's the reality, okay? You could have screwed up so many things in developing trust and relationship with this client that I can't save you now, but you still need to call me. Does that make sense? Ooh, I mean, so, so if they call 
call you, you might. What I'm hearing you say is you might be able to detect where the breakdown was because they called you at the scene of the accident. Yes, exactly. Yes, and if I can detect that, I can help you. Maybe it's just a simple thing we need to go down in price. Maybe they didn't yeah. understand um, that they could even do that as an option. Maybe they thought those were the only three options and that was it, you know. All right. So let's say they call you and you, you were able to help them find the option or find the right solution, get the client leaning forward and, and wanting to move forward with an application. So let's say now the new agent is there. They're moving forward with an application, and let's say they hit a hiccup on something on the application, whether it's the method of payment, you know, clients concerned about bank draft or the day, or, and the agent's just thinking, oh, no, the deal is over. i got to leave. I can't fix this. What should the agent do if they hit a hiccup or a roadblock while filling out the application? That's where, again, need to call, need to call, get clarification because – See, sometimes the client just, um, maybe they don't get paid until the end of the month, and here you are at the 10th of the month, you're at their home. And it's just simply a communication issue where they didn't understand, well, yeah, we could put it to the first draft at the end of the month if that's when you get paid and you really need it that day, right? Um, but it's just a miscommunication. Yeah, so that's big. Hooey. All right. So, so, so that's where we can break it down a little bit more with people and really get to we, we kinda know how to get to what is the the issue, what's going on. So I'm hoping people are here because I'm trying to set Michelle up here so that they can hear both what's Michelle doing herself, but then how is Michelle working with a new agent? And so if you're a newer agent what are the steps you are adding in and thinking about through the process, and how how can someone like Michelle or another veteran agent on the help you out? Um, and Michelle, man, you've gone over the time that we certainly expected of you. And so here's here's what I want to lay out. I'm hoping people see why we're taking this deep dive on just this first basic of the in home and picking up the check or picking up the phone, Michelle. I, I'm fired up. This has been awesome. I've learned a couple things here for me that I can get better on both is what I do in the home or to make sure when I'm coaching an agent that's in the home. So I think that's huge. And, man. And, um, and, and just for some final thoughts, Mike, you know, I want to say that there are many times when I will go through a closing sequence three or four times for somebody if they're really, really a tough sale. And what I have to do is I have to back up and I have to go back to the need and I have to break it down into those, you know, what is important things and draw a line in the sand and help them figure out that this is more important than their placing value on it than it is. Um, and at yeah. the end, I know we didn't get through referrals, but we do I always do a selfie. I always set up expectations for them when I leave, what to expect from me what to expect from the insurance company, when the draft is going to be, when they're going to get their policy, and when I'm going to come back and call them and do a, 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 an annual review or a couple of years and do a review with them, and that I'm not going to be here today and gone tomorrow. And if right, they need anything, they can call me. And I heard you say selfie. 
I think everybody knows what you meant by selfie, but you said it quick, and I'm not sure if people caught that. Say what you mean when you said you're going to get a selfie. So I expect in every home that I'm in, I do a selfie with my clients. I expect all my agents to do the selfie, and then I take that selfie while I'm still in the home, and I text it to them with my name and who I am. This is Michelle, and then I put their name on it. Hi, Susie, this is Michelle, your life insurance agent. That way, if I need to find their phone number really quick in my phone, I just type Susan on my text. And because I don't have all my clients loaded in my phone at this point, it's just an easy way for me. And I see their picture. Now I remember who they are, too. If they want to tell me they don't want to take a selfie, I just tell them it's required. The insurance company's going to know that I've been here. And besides that, when I come see you in 10 more years, we're going to look back and see how glamorous we used to look. And that there makes me laugh every time. There we go. That's cool. Oh, my gosh. Michelle, I feel like if I had a couple of beers, you and I could keep going for about two hours here. Um, but I know I've <laughs> got other things to do, and I know other people do as well. But I hope people see the value that knowing Michelle Alleman is. I can just – I mean, Jerry Gonzalez is telling me how much fun she had being up there in Vegas. And if there's one thing I hope people can see – is that we have people that do travel to get around to hot spots, and I hope people can place the same value of getting around to meet a quality agent like a Michelle. You know, i got some people that are thinking, oh, man, that's an hour away, or oh, man, it's inconvenient, and oh, man, my husband's going to kill me, or my wife don't want me to. And it, hey, guess what? This business isn't easy. There's stuff to learn, and what's going to help you become good is what helped Michelle become good, which is building relationships with people that are willing to share knowledge and information with you. Building relationships is getting around. And that's how Michelle's gotten good. That's how Noelle and I have gotten good. And if, while this call is a great first step, if you're serious about perfecting your craft, it's understanding the commitment to get good and the price to pay to learn and be around and pick the brains of people like Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate y'all. Anytime, anytime I can help you or any of your people, you know, in Houston or anywhere, my daughter, everybody, we're all willing to help. So just let us know. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. All righty, bye. Bye.